On this episode of Career Cash, I'm joined by 24-year-old social media guru, Megan Selfridge, and we talk about a ton of awesome topics. We touch on balancing work and life, how to walk that fine line between healthy and unhealthy obsession, as well as how to lead a team of your peers. It's an awesome conversation. Let's get to it. As this is the first episode, I think it's just only appropriate for me to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Ben Fagan. I graduated from Lynn University back in 2018 with my undergrad in journalism, got my master's in 2019 in uh, digital media, and I played baseball here in for just about all my entire life growing up. Baseball is all I wanted to do. I wanted to play professionally, uh, reach the major leagues ultimately, and college for me really was a stepping stone of getting there. But you know, I, I had such a great time in school, learned so many great lessons here. And then now um, I'm back at Lynn working in their career development center uh, and just working to, to help students get to wherever they want to go professionally, personally, and everything like that. And I am excited to have Miss Megan Selfridge joining me today. So Megan, can you uh, shout out to the people and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I'm also joined with my dog, girlfriend, who's probably going to be the star of the show. Um, but so I also went to Lynn. I studied advertising and PR and I graduated in 2019 with just my undergrad and so since then I have spent the past two years at a startup here in New Jersey um, and I work in social media marketing and help out with influencer marketing as well. Fabulous we love it so can you talk a little bit about what it's like working at a startup and kind of that transition coming out of college and then going into the you know more business corporate world? Oh for sure so it was a big transition for me. Um, luckily, like the startup that I work for, it's definitely like a family like business. I have a really close relationship with all of the owners and it is like, it's definitely more of like a casual environment, which I think is really good. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm well suited for like wearing business professional to work every day and like, you know, Excel sheets and everything like that. So I've really enjoyed working at a startup, but transitioning out of college was definitely a really big transition for me. Originally when I graduated, I thought that I was just gonna go straight into freelance social media marketing and like really get the ball rolling with that. So I originally started at the company that I'm with now as an intern and they were actually outsourcing their social media. So they were working with an agency out in San Diego and it was really great and everything. But I came in and I was literally just there to like help out and reply to comments. But somehow I convinced them to drop the agency and let me take social media in-house, which like was, was crazy. That I can, I, like looking back now, I'm like, I cannot believe that I have the audacity to say that I could do that. And like, luckily I could, and it worked out. But, oh my gosh, it was just such a huge transition because I had done a lot of social media internships and everything at school, like specifically with Career Connection, Social Impact Lab. Um, and then I did some work with Bloomingdale's and like, it's just such a different ballpark, like running like career connections, campus rec or social impact where you're getting like your target audience is very small, right? Like career connections, Instagram probably never needs a million followers because you're not going to have a million students at Lynn at one point, you know? So having to pivot from like, just trying to get engagement up and getting kids to come into the office was so different than like focusing on like conversion rate and link clicks and revenue and organic versus paid. And it was just, it was such a big transition for me. It, I really struggled. And there was, 
because they were outsourcing. And then all of a sudden I came in and I was like, I can do that if you guys wanted me to. Um, and it was really tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Like there were some days where I would just get really overwhelmed. I'd like cry on my way home from work. So I'm like, how, how is this going to work? But it worked out really well. And we had a really great 2020, which feels weird to say because 2020 was obviously such um, a tough year across the board. But yeah, now like I have a team under me and I'm really excited about like what we've been able to do and like what I've built really. I'm very proud of it. And I really like the community that I'm able to to work with. Um, I have a really, really passionate group of like followers and customers that we have. And it's been a lot of fun to like, um, to build relationships with them and like get to know them personally, like kind of just through like the nitty gritty, like, Hey, your nails look great. Love this post, you know? So I want to, I want to kind of take you back to something that you mentioned earlier that I think is really interesting. You said, you know, it takes a lot of, you know, audacity, how looking back on it, how do you walk in there and say like, Hey, I'm running the show now. And it does, it takes some certain level of confidence and you have to have the belief in your ability, but also, um, you know, how do you have that conversation with, you know, your boss or the company and saying like, Hey, we got to move this way. This is something I can do. How do you go about that in general? Um, I so easily, like I felt like at that time, like at 21, 22, I was like more confident in my abilities then than I am now, even though now I have like a track record of like real success. Um, I like so easily. Why do you think that is though? uh, Literally 110% because Gary Carlin, literally 100%. So I worked with Bloomingdale's and I was in Pulse and it was like him and Powers were like, oh, you know, like we have this like project on the side with Bloomingdale's if you're interested, like stay after class. And I so vividly remember being like, yeah, I have nothing of value to add to that. And I left. And then I saw Carlin later that day or the next day or whatever in ASAP. And this man literally sidestepped in front of me and was like, you should do this. And I was like, okay, I guess, but working with Bloomingdale's got me my internship in career connections, which got me my internship in social impact lab, which like allowed me to run the fair trade campaign, which like literally him believing in me and believing that I had something of value to give to this project when I originally didn't think so. Um, I mean, it got me surrounded with Barb Cambia, who is, we're obsessed with her. We love Barb. Um, Powers, Carlin, like Jerry, Arena, like all of these people who believed in me so much that it taught me how to believe in myself. And I think that is like the most valuable asset that I really got out of Lynn was just like, having these people who championed for me and made me believe in myself because realistically, like, you know, I hope my bosses don't see this, but like, I didn't really have the experience to come in and be like, I can do this better than like a really successful digital marketing agency that like really knows their stuff, you know, but like they believed in me so much, like all of these professors and all of these people at Lynn believed in me so much. And it made me believe in myself that I think I was able to really like get, my employers and like my supervisors and the company owners to believe in me. Yeah, and it was, I think what I think too, like about it too, is just like where you're talking is like people, people want to work with people. And so like you're saying like you, you are a person, you have a personality, you, you have it. So you may not have, and this is something that like I share with a lot of students too, is cause it's tough. You're coming out of school, you're trying to get an internship, whatever it is. And you're like, every job asks for 25 years of experience. And I'm like, I'm 22. I'm 23. You know, how am I supposed to have 25 years of experience? I'm not even 25 years old. And I started so, working out of the womb, really. Exactly. And so then that, that was a conversation that I actually had was like this idea of 
who you are right now in exactly your position is valuable and you have your perspective to always bring to the table because you like sitting with, you know, uh, this big wig execs, you know, at the, the major board, you know, C-suite, all that good stuff. They, 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 no matter how experienced they are, they don't see the world exactly how you see the world. You see it in a unique way. And so you're able to bridge gaps that they may not see. And so I think that's like so important for, for students, young people coming in out of college, whatever it is, whatever stage, and especially somebody like what it sounds like you're experiencing where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not a corporation. I'm not a big uh, agency, but I have some level of perspective that, you know, will allow me to do this. And was that Mm -hmm. kind of how you thought, like going in with that level of perspective outside of all the people, you know, championing you and having your back? A hundred percent. So I was brought in to reply to comments. Like that was literally my job. And then to just kind of do like whatever else was needed. Um, But, and like my, my view of social media is like very similar to like humans of new york i think that is the most important instagram account out there like i feel like it just does such a good job of humanizing everybody and like like putting it in perspective that every single person that you come like across and cross paths with is living their own lives because i feel like that's something that you forget a lot just in the day-to-day life because you're so focused on yourself and i feel like social media has the potential to have a really positive impact if you're intentional with the way that you use it. And I feel like the biggest like positive of social media is the community that you can build and the impact that you can have through that. And so community management, like that's something that I stress to my team every single time we've onboarded somebody, like that is the foundation of our success. If you can like get people to care about what you're doing and get them to buy into you, because then that's not only social proof that's going to convert new customers, but it also increases brand loyalty and like customer lifetime value and all of those things that you want. So like having that perspective and having that be my priority, which was my priority in terms of social, because that is what I was focused on in my internships at Lynn was the community factor of it. Um, I think that was definitely like the unique perspective that I brought because before that, like, unfortunately no one really had the capacity to handle all of, like the comments and everything like that and um the agency was literally just doing like content creation and captions so they weren't really doing a lot of community management and um so like me being almost obsessed with building the community and like responding to pictures that were tagged in and everything um i think was definitely like my unique perspective for sure and so you mentioned that word obsessed and it's one that i love absolutely because i think uh, in order to get places that you need to, you need to have some level of obsession, in, but in a healthy way. And it's a dangerous, dangerous road to go down and a fine line to walk of that level of obsession in a healthy way of, you know, being competitive, wanting to, you know, accomplish great things and having that, you know, kind of fire within you, which is a great thing, but it also um, can, can lead down like a very, very dark path of becoming obsessive as people think of it naturally of being a bad thing. So how do you go about balancing that tenacity that wanting to to really build something from the ground up and really make it great and put all your effort time and energy into it without burning out without draining yourself how do you balance that how do you walk that line so that's honestly something that i'm like i feel like i've just now gotten to a place where i'm like starting to navigate that um because i mean like i was obsessed and i think like like on one degree, if you're going to work at a startup, you need to be borderline dangerously over ambitious because like 
I didn't have anyone to hold my hand. You know, I was like, hey, I want to do like an affiliate influencer program. And I was like, this is what needs to happen. And they're like, okay, go do it. Right. Like at a startup, there's too much work for like, you need to be okay with figuring things out on your own and you need to be a self-starter. And, you know, like, I'd like to think of myself as one, but I think I definitely like was so obsessed for sure. Um, that it was, I was definitely like overworking myself and like just obsessing about work to the point where like, it was kind of like all that I talked about in conversations with my friends and I'd be like checking analytics on a Saturday night and it definitely like was really unhealthy. And now I look back and I'm like, I don't even think that I was being that productive in those extra hours that I was just putting in. I was really just busy. Like I wasn't actually doing anything. So I think that that's been a really big lesson for me to learn is like how, like, am I actually being productive or am I just like doing things to do things? And I feel like that is something that it takes a little bit to learn. And so this year I've spent a lot of time like reevaluating my systems and like my process and procedures and everything like that to make sure that I'm actually working effectively instead of just working to work. Because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to have the biggest impact. And I definitely got really burnt out. Um, so obviously like we're entirely an e-commerce site. Like we don't really have any like brick and mortar or anything like that. Um, and obviously 2020 holiday season was a very big e-commerce year. And it was like our first time doing like a lot of things different for holiday this year. And I was definitely just like working to work and like I was, it was obviously retail is just, it's stressful every year, even if things go perfectly, just because it's very high stakes. Um, but I wasn't being productive. And like, I look back on it and I was definitely just stressing myself out. But I mean, it did get to a point where like my anxiety around work was really all consuming. Like I would wake up first thing on my mind, I'd be in the middle of a workout. And I'd be like, how can I make my meetings more productive? And it was definitely very like obsessive, but unfortunately it got to the point where like, it was so bad I needed to take a step back and like really look at it. And I wish that I had like reevaluated everything sooner than like having to get to that place. But, and like now when I think about it and like now that I have a team under me, like I was definitely not delegating to them properly. And I don't want to do them a disservice by like holding their hand too much and not giving them like the same freedom and chance to like own things and succeed and like create success that that they own a hundred percent because that's something that like i really think of that as a gift from like my supervisor and like the owners of the company they let me do things entirely and like whether that was making a mistake or completely like crushing it like i just had the opportunity to do that on my own and i feel like that was crucial for my growth and i want to make sure that i'm giving my team the same opportunity and space to do that and like i wasn't delegating and doing that so now i'm really trying to like take a step back and be like do I need to do this? Does it take me personally or can I trust somebody on my team to do this? And so that's something that's also like that I'm trying to learn so that I'm not like giving myself a team's work of work worth of workload because then obviously I'm one person and I can't get it done. And I think another thing is I would work, especially like working from home, it's so easy to just like, like you don't have a transition routine because you're not like getting in the car and commuting home. So having to like set hard boundaries, like my dog honestly has really been like pivotal in that. Cause like she's got to go to the bathroom. We need to take a lunch break so that she can walk and 
that's been really helpful is like setting a strict routine and actually following that because like I would work for lunch and then all of a sudden it would be like 9 p.m and I've spent the past like four hours after work responding to dms and everything and it's also like I'm very passionate about what I do and I love what I do and I feel so lucky to be able to say that but I don't want that to be my entire life so being able to like create a work-life balance and a routine has been like really important to me in the past few months. So I want to touch on the, the being a, a leader of a team in a second, but before that we get there, I do want to kind of say, what would you, what would you say to somebody who's like, okay, how do you turn it off? I know this is a problem now. I know that I'm being obsessive. I know I'm thinking about it 24 seven. What can I do to turn it off? And like, what can I do now to turn it off and, and to kind of get that work-life balance back into, you know, my kind of low, you know, center of control. So, so one of my biggest things was like, I would think about things and then I would just like, because also like sometimes like we work in social media, sometimes I see a, a TikTok while I'm scrolling personally and like, I want to slack that to my team, but I know that they have their notifications on and I hate slacking them after hours because I don't want to like encourage them to have an unhealthy work-life balance like I did. Um, so something that I've started doing is like, I have a note on my phone. If I think of something, I write it down there and then I drop it and then it's done because and then like, I literally just brained up and then I open it the next day and then I think about it, but that's been super helpful. And then also on Sundays, sometimes I will go in and just like, look at my week. So I know what's coming that way. Like on Monday, I'm not starting the week anxious and stressed out. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, what's going on. Um, and I feel like that's helped a lot because yeah. Cause then I like ease into it and I'm prepared rather than just like going in hmm. on the defensive and like feeling stressed out and like I'm not getting things done because then that'll just ruin literally the mood for the entire day. Um, but also like I've had to be strict and be like, okay, it's 5 p.m. Like there's nothing that can't wait until tomorrow. I'm going to close the laptop now. Right. And like, of course, like sometimes things happen and like you need to switch it up and you're working late and like that's fine. And I think that that is honestly like just part of the gig especially like in 2020, like the pandemic has thrown so much off in terms of like supply chain and business in general. And like, it's a mess. I ordered a couch in May, won't be here until August, you know, like, and that's just out of your control. And sometimes that's going to affect things and you need to like work a little bit later, or like start a little bit earlier and it just needs to happen. And so I feel like that is a chip on like our generation's shoulder is because nobody really wants to like be the first one in, in at eight and like the last one out of the office. And like, that's what I thought I needed to do to be successful. And like, realistically, you don't need to do that, but sometimes like you need to be flexible to get the work done and to do a good job. So I think you also need to like have enough pride in your work to be like, okay, I'm going to do this so that it's done well because mine needs attached to it, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's the importance about turning it off and, and enjoying and embracing these other things in your life, whether that's, you know, your dog, your plants, you know, whatever it is, and having these other things in your life, not saying you're just a dog and plant lady, far from it. That's but, fine. That's, that's all I brought to me. I'm just really, really not, not a multifaceted at all here. Hot sauce, house plants, and dogs. That's all I've got. Glasses. Right. My sunglasses. Yeah. So, but, but having those other things in your life, that's why it's so important because when you have those things where it's like, okay, yeah, I need to work late or whatever to get the job done. You're mm -hmm. not resentful of it. You, you kind of embrace it and you can do those other things. And it is a tough thing. And I think it's important to acknowledge going into it that shutting it down at five or four, whenever your day ends, closing the laptop, it's tough. 
and understanding with yourself saying like, okay, this is tough. It's going to feel kind of rocky and uncomfortable at first and allow yourself, allow yourself to do that kind of be disciplined to do it. And it takes definitely discipline to do it, but know, like you mentioned that it's going to be there tomorrow. And then the more you do that and the more disciplined you are, when you need to be flexible, you'll, you'll be able to do it and not like stress out because like, okay, more often than not, I'm able to turn it off. And now yeah. I have to keep it on, you know, keep the lights on a little bit longer. It's no big deal. You know, so I think it's so important to embrace these other areas in your life to allow you to reset and recharge so you can come back the next day and do your, your best work, you know? A hundred percent. And I think that is like that having different areas of my life has been huge because when I would work all the time, I definitely got resentful. And like, there was a time when I was working in customer service and cause you know, like we work I work in a nail company, it's DIY nails. Obviously nail salons shut down in 2020. So there's a huge demand for, you know, at home nails. And all of a sudden this, like the owners had to figure out how to scale a business like a million times that nobody was prepared for because you needed to in like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like we were a little backed up. They are also trying to like figure out the best way to keep people safe. Um, and customers were kind of mean and like, because I didn't really have anything and I was just a workaholic at that point, like work was my everything. Um, Like after spending a day pretty much like getting cursed out by customers and not having like a routine or something else to go focus on. Sometimes I would definitely be like, geez, I wish like I worked at a big company where they thought my name was like Morgan and I just plugged numbers into Excel sheets and everything. But like realistically, like that's not what I want to do at all. Like I want to work and like be you know, like, that's just not actually what I want, but I definitely, like, had moments where I was, like, oh, my God, this sucks, and it did suck, but, like, now, when things suck and things go wrong, I'm, like, okay, that's okay, because I have, like, other things to, like, take my mind off of it and, like, put me in a better mood, you know? It's, like, Lady the Dog, girlfriend, sorry, I apologize for getting the name wrong, girlfriend, she is a lady, <laughs> though, she is a lady, but girlfriend <laughs> the dog, she, she's a, she's a real MVP. Um, yeah. So I want to, I want to jump back to like the, I promise, jump back to leading a team because you're, you're 24, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Next, next Thursday, if anybody wants to wish me a happy birthday. Next Thursday, folks. Okay. Um, the happy birthdays will be pouring, pouring in. Um, and I'll have to make a note of that too. So uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, so going back to leading a team, you're 24 years old, kind of, kind of take me through, all right, what, what does your team look like? And then kind of talk about this idea because I think it's very real you know, I'm 24 as well. And you go into these things and it's like, okay, I'm 24 years old. Like what, what business do I have leading a team? Was that a thought that you had or not? Cause it's different for everybody. So what was it like when you, you got put into that position of actually leading a team and not just being a part of the team? So I actually like just kind of like happenstance happened to get my team. Like it was something where like there was just so much engagement going on on social and like it was something that I couldn't manage by myself at all and we were also like drowning in customer service and like we were helping out there and like because we were delayed in customer service and shipping orders like the first place you're going to go to complain is on my Instagram post and you're going to make us look bad and so it really started to affect our brand base and I was I was irritated I was like no, 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 no this is something that I've worked the past like year and a half I've put my blood sweat and tears into it you are not going to ruin that just because I'm sorry that we're a little bit delayed because of the global pandemic. Right. And so we were like looking for a new customer service manager and they had interviewed in Canada and I just didn't know like if we were going to move forward or what was going on. 
So I plopped down in the CFO's office and I was like, I'll run the customer service team. I'll do that with the job that I do now. I'll do that. I just need like two people under me to help with the social media stuff. And obviously he was like, what do you, do you actually want to run the customer service team? And I was like, not really, <laughs> but I need to do it. And if you need somebody to do it, I'll do it. I'll do it right now because it was affecting the thing that I had built, you know? Um, but luckily they went with another candidate and they didn't actually, he was like, we're not doing that. And I was like, thank goodness. Cause realistically, I don't actually want to handle the customer service team. So it definitely worked out. Um, but with that, I did get, um, three interns for the summer. And so it was really awesome. And then the team, it was definitely like at first they were really just brought in to do community management and everything. But as like the priorities have changed and the team has grown, like now I have three like associates under me and it's crazy. And I definitely do feel like I have no business leading a team, you know, but on the same hand, I kind of do, you know? So I feel like that's been, that is like my current struggle where like, I feel like I was just kind of like acting because everybody's like our age, you know, like, it's not like I'm leading a team of like college students where I feel like that would make more sense. Like I'm leading my peers, which is definitely a weird thing to do. And I was definitely acting like the girl that just so happened to be like kind of like the leader of the school project like for no reason but and I feel like I definitely wasn't positioning myself as a supervisor and like now that that's something that I'm trying to do because like I said earlier I like because they all originally started literally just replying to comments and then like I kind of gradually like okay you're owning Facebook you're owning TikTok Instagram YouTube Pinterest whatever and like they all do really good work you know like I'm so lucky I'm, I really am. Like, I'm really lucky with the people that I have on my team, but I definitely wasn't giving them the space to like own the project and like step into it in the way that I was. And so that's definitely something that like I'm trying to work on. And I know that I haven't even begun to learn like how to actually do that. So I'm always like, what do you guys need from me? Like, I'm trying to send like feedback surveys so they can tell me what's going on. And like, you know, I think that like one of the most helpful pieces of feedback that I got is like, we talk about a million things in like the social meeting and like, we have all these ideas, but something that I wasn't doing was like assigning owners to the tasks to make sure that they actually got done. And then like nothing was happening and we had all these great ideas, but no, no actions were taking place because I wasn't doing my job to like delegate that properly and like assign deadlines. And so that's something that like, I'm trying to be super conscious of now. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I'm like, I've just met with HR yesterday and I was like how, like, how can I do this better? You know, because my supervisor, I'm obsessed with my supervisor and I think that she's done a really great job of guiding me and like just helping me grow as a person. But then I'm always like, okay, what would Excel do? Like, how would Excel say this to me? Like, like I very much so like replicate her because I feel like she's done a really good job like leading me and like helping me transition into the corporate world really. I love it. That's beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. And I think that's a, a really kind of important thought too is, is you want, you have the goal of wanting to do the best you can, but understanding that your only responsibility is to do the very best you can under the circumstances you're given. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I'm sure there, there are plenty of situations where it's like, okay, I could have done more. You can always do more. You can always work more. You can always this, that, the other, but you can, I think you can always be proud of yourself is if you, when you look back on it or look yourself in the mirror, however you want to go about it and think about like, okay, 
did I do the very best I could under the circumstances I was given at that time? Because you could look back and say like, oh, well, now I know this. I should have done that. Well, you didn't know it at that time. And you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. So I think for me personally, going into like positions of leadership, stuff like that, especially when you're you know, at that peer level or, or younger, just working towards doing the very best you can in the environment you're in. And I don't know what, what your thoughts on that or your approach um, to do that, to kind of feel good about the things that you're doing and know that, yes, there's always you can do more, but seeing it as an opportunity for growth and not like you're coming up short, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. So that's like something that I definitely didn't have mastered like prior to 2020. And that's why I just spent so much time, like man hours on things. And just like, like I thought that if I just threw more work at it, everything would be fine, you know? Um, but like, I definitely think like I did the best that I could at that moment. And it may not have been my best ever, but it was the best that I could have done at that moment. And like, like I said earlier, my anxiety was really high around work and it was like very all consuming. And I was just so stressed out to the point of like almost like decision paralysis. Like, I feel like I know that it wasn't my best work for like a few months, you know, like I did the best that I could. And with that time, like now I feel like my work is like a lot better than what it was. And I feel like it's up to like my normal standard, but it was definitely tough for a hot minute. And like, when I look back on it, it is sometimes frustrating because I'm like, Cause that's when I was like really trying to like prioritize the work-life balance and like get that so that I could have, so that I could succeed now um, and like live life fully and all of that, you know? All that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> but, so, you know, it's more the life than your career. Shocking. Yes. Um, but I like, it was definitely a struggle and I try to like look back and like have patience for myself. And like, that was the best that I could have done at that time under the circumstances. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it's just learning. And I think that that's my biggest thing is like, I try to like look back and think about things and like be analytical and be like, okay, if I was in that position now, what would I have done? And I think, you know, looking back at like 2019 me when we had just like, I was like, yeah, we can do this. We'll take social media in house. It's my first time, but no biggie. Um, like I'm like, um, I don't even know what I was doing. I mean, look, I look back at like my process and I was like, that's, that's really bad. You know, like, we, we would like print out calendars and I would be like, okay, on like the 1st of December, it's going to be this exact photo with a UGC. And then it's going to be a UGC with this exact photo and this and that. And like, like I just tried to micromanage everything, but like realistically, like when you get the photos back, sometimes photos look better when you just like arrange them in the feed differently than like, shoot, that Manning pick was going to go here on the 6th, but it actually looks better on the 8th. And it was just so much micromanaging. And like, now I look back and I feel like I would never do it like that ever. Um, but like, I'm proud, like now, okay. Like I, I feel like that shows that I've learned something. And I feel like that is like what you should really be proud of and what you should be focused on is like, did I improve? Did I learn something? You know? Yeah. That's it. That's the most exciting things. And when you're, when you mentioned that, I immediately thought when you're like, you look back at what you're doing, you're like, Oh my God, this is disgusting. It's like repulsive. I I immediately thought of like me editing videos. When mm -hmm. I first got into it, there's this one video I made, um, I think it was my freshman year here, like it was a baseball video. And it was just the just most badass, cool thing. It was just awesome. And I look back, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's so bad. It's just like the most standard cuts, like the shots are like very bland. But, but back then it was like, it was elite. And, th and that's so exciting to see 
and it's as nauseating or as cringy or whatever you want to call it as it is, it's really, really awesome because now the work that I'm doing now is just like, it just, it doesn't even compare. And then what is more exciting is knowing that now is, you know, in two, three, four, five years time, the work hopefully that I'm doing now will just, exactly, will be as equally as repulsive. And so that, when you see those things, it's, it's always such an exciting moment. Mm -hmm. Um, shows like you mentioned perfectly it shows your growth and and then it kind of keeps you motivated to say like okay dang that already happened I can't wait for this is what my best is right now to be like oh you know my worst and so that's like I it used to take me like days to like plan out the Instagram feed and everything but now like I'm like okay like these like six images whatever like they all have a similar tone background and I can like arrange them based on like hand position and everything like that and like a matter of minutes and like, I remember the first time that I did that and I was like, oh, okay, like I just kind of planned this block really quickly. Cause like, it used to take me days. Um, but yeah. And then sometimes I like scroll down and look at the feed and I'm like, did I think that looks good? Yeah. And like, I know, I know literally like probably in six months from now, I'm going to literally say that about what I'm doing now. I'm like, it's bad. It's just, it, life is just one continuous glow up. That's it all is. it comes down it to. Is. So it is about that time. I want to finish off with something that uh, we call the cash out, where we take the cash out with your most valuable tip uh, for everyone listening out there, whether just coming into college, coming out of college, transitioning in whatever phase um, from job to job, whatever it is out there that you've found through your experience to be the most valuable, give them a little cash for, for them to hit the road. Okay. So I'm actually going to give you three things. <laughs> Love it. A lot of cash is coming your way, folks. Three okay. coming at you. So when you're interviewing people um, or when you're interviewing for a position, the last always come with questions. I know Bob says that all the time. You need to come with questions. Um, also, I'm always really impressed when people ask if there are any hesitations or concerns about like if I have any hesitations or concerns about like their resume or like their their interview or anything so I can ask and address it and then nine times out of ten they answer me and I'm like okay that's no biggie you're perfect for this position you know um but so questions and then I think that's the big one there and then also something that I've really struggled with when I first graduated because obviously at Lynn I have the chance to be around all of these wildly successful people and um like I would be like okay I need to be marketing director social media director in six years and blah 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 and like I forgot about the steps in between that and so I feel like I would get frustrated when I was like oh I'm never gonna get there but like realistically like there are in between steps so now I'm focused on like what's my next step compared to like what's my where am I gonna be in 10 years you know because I'll get there eventually and like what I can do right now is just focus on like what's the next step um I think that's that. And then my, my third one, which I actually think I forgot, um, oh, is do more than you're given, but don't burn yourself out. So the reason that I think they, like I was trusted, because I mean, when, when we had taken social media in-house, these people had only known me for like three or four months, you know, but I, I feel like I showed that I was a self-starter and like, I'd be like, oh, this needs to get done. Okay, I'm gonna do it. And like, I'll step up and do that. And like, to one degree, you need to get a little bit comfortable with doing things outside of your job description in terms of like one-off projects. But because that's what's gonna show that you 
that you deserve more and that you, you, you know, you get more responsibility and everything. And I think the biggest thing, like, if you're in work right now and you want to get promoted, like act as if you were promoted, like show up with that energy because then it's going to catch up to you, you know, earn the promotion. I love it. I love it. That's a lot of, a lot of cash being thrown out there. So um, this is, this is a lot of fun. Megan Selfridge, everybody. She is the social media guru. So anytime you need any questions, any help with that, any guidance with that, I know she's your girl for all of that. And she's got a trusty, trusty sidekick there and a girlfriend, the dog. So uh, Megan, I really appreciate it. And I'm excited for all that's to come. Of course, me too. Thanks for having me.